Thanks for listening to Comics for Fun and Providence College. You're there. Sneak peek at next week. Episode number 542 for comics originally coming out November the 27th, 2019. The last week of November before we get into the last month of 2019. Drew, what do we got going on in the world of comics? Well, you know what? We got some blessings. Ah, the blessings. Our our listeners have counted their blessings. Uh, We've got a a nice uh, baker's dozen of blessings here to read from our listeners. And um, I figured we'd start uh, just rattle them off. We'll start with you and me. Go ahead and um, if you you feel feel like you want to, go ahead and you you do yours first. I'll do mine and then we'll, we'll go to our listeners. You go first. I'll go second. Okay. All right. Well... Um, my blessings, uh, were, uh, were Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Uh, Walking Dead got me into comics, so I feel blessed, um, by the Walking Dead comic book and TV show and my brother reminding me that, or letting me know that it even existed as a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd have to go with the New 52. Uh, I know at the end, the New 52 kind of lost a little favor, but it, but it, when it first came out... It was very exciting to me and really re- really re- reignited a passion for uh, comics. This led to um, my third blessing, which is Image, which it, for me is still the greatest publisher and the one that I, if I ever finish a comic, uh, this is who I would want to publish it. Um, and I love most of the stuff that they put out especially this Skybound imprint. There you go. Um, number four on my list is BKV. Uh, discovering Brian K. Vaughn and going down that rabbit hole and reading all his stuff, almost everything he's ever written, and loving pretty much everything he's ever written, and just discovering how good a comic can actually be at the when it's helmed by a really great writer. I think that, that I felt really blessed by that. And, um, and lastly, uh, digital comics, uh, there you go. Digital comics have replaced print comics as my comic reading method of choice. Uh, I prefer it. My eyes, my old, uh, older eyes prefer it. I like the colors. Uh, I like the experience on a tablet better than print. I know that's sacrilege to a lot of you folks, um, but I, lo- I love digital comics, and um, those are my five blessings. Very good, very good. Um, we do have a repeat between you and I. Oh, um, cool. I also have The Walking Dead on it. How, at, in a year where it came to an end, and uh, Kirkman did such a wonderful job with the way it ended, and how you and I have a history of that comic being uh, very much joined to... Uh, us mm-hmm. getting back into comics, um, that was one of the first things that came to mind, especially with just me putting a, a final touches on some of my, my boxes of Walking Dead and stuff. It was uh, it was very much fresh in my mind uh, for that. So, Walking Dead in its entirety, one of my things. Uh, my second blessing is dollar boxes. <laughs> um, That's great. We had a, an LCS close to us actually move into a new location, and actually, for the first time in a while, put out a lot, a lot, a lot of dollar boxes. And I just really get a kick out of just digging through dollar books. Just 
just long box after long box of flipping through things, hunting, pick, pulling something out, pulling my phone out, doing a quick little cursory search on it and deciding it's not worth it putting it back in and just digging for more stuff. I really do enjoy that, and that is one of my favorite things in comics is kind of the search and the hunt. Um, and just fun old dollar boxes are one of my favorite things of all time. Um, another thing I, I feel blessed for as I'm going to kind of cheat and group a few things is um, cover artists. My favorite cover artists. I, I really, there are times where I don't even read a title, but I have to have that Art Germ cover. I have to have that J. Scott Campbell cover. I have to have um, that uh, Scotty Young cover. And just for me, and for me, finding not only a great book but with a cover that really I have to have you know that that's something I'm very thankful for I'm thankful that we we don't just always put generic covers on things or it's not just a repeat of one of the you know the the page six panel um, that we have people in this industry that pour their heart into soul and just into making uh, comic books look great and have amazing covers that really attract you to them um, another thing I'm, st I'm thankful for, I'm going to say Star Wars. Star Wars back in comics. Um, I've been deep into Disney Plus the last couple weeks <laughs> with it coming out. Deep into Mandalorian uh, and things like that. So I'm thankful for also Disney Plus. But just that Star Wars is back in comic form, back in canon form, back everything's grouped with Marvel again. It, it's just, when going through the Disney Plus, it's just neat to see that it's all this Disney stuff, but also the Star Wars world, the Star Wars universe, and I've been steeped in it for so long, so I'm just very thankful that Marvel um, has has put a lot into a lot of the Star Wars books uh, through since the merger and since everything. And I think we took it for granted for a while that it wasn't there. And that I wasn't big into the Dark Horse stuff, unfortunately. But as much as I get mad at some of the elongated stuff and some of the worthless stuff with the Star Wars for Marvel, I'm very thankful that it's considered canon and I have a place to dig deeper into the lore of that when I get in these kind of moods and things. I can run to the Marvel Star Wars section and really see what's there. And I'm... My last blessing is I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for the ability to talk to our listeners, to hear feedback from them on a weekly basis, uh, to really keep me grounded into it. I look forward to you and I getting together for a short amount of time, and I really look forward to the feedback from the listeners. That's pretty awesome. That's way, that's way less self-centered than mine was. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> really good. Um, James Rayner says, uh, number one, The Walking Dead TV show and comic book men show. It's what got me back into the hobby. I love. There, there's some a thread here. Uh, Mayo's comic book page podcast. It's my favorite podcast and introduced me to Drew. Ah, thank you. Uh, in, introduced me to Mike Myers on the Slack channel. Very cool. And allowed me the opportunity to share my opinions on comics. Number three, Jason from Hawaii, who is quite possibly the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> That's uh, you'll get no argument from me. Yeah. Uh, number four, Eric from Cowabunga. He took the fight to DCBS with even better pricing. He is genuinely a good person. Yep. You again, no no disagreements. <laughs> and number five, my wife who supports me and allows me to spend so much money on this hobby I love. Very cool. Uh, Samurai Godzilla says, Usagi Yojimbo, Savage Dragon, Jeff Lemire. Mark Wade, 
comic book stores and cons. Mm. Uh, you can put six on there. You, you're allowed. You, uh, just, yeah. Uh, have at it. That's it. Comic book stores and cons are, are pretty good. Got some of his favorite books, creators, and just other things that yep. really keep him in there. X-Men Patrick says, X-Men Reboot, number one. Uh, number two, Mad Cave Studios. All right. Nice. Number three, great podcasts for comics. Cool. Number four, John Mayo and James for sl- the Slack channel. It is my favorite. It is my local comic chatter. And number five, Immortal Hulk. Very cool. Uh, Marvin did one. Said Marvin says, I'm just going to do one. That blessing is my friend. Almost 25 years ago, my friend John, almost 25 years ago, my car broke down in the country on my way home. This is pre-cell phone. It looked like I had a bit of a walk ahead of me, and this and then this guy named John rolls up and offers me a ride. He has a stack of comics in a bag on the bench seat of his small truck. We strike up a conversation, since I am also a comic reader, too. All these years later, because of his kindness and those comics, we are still friends. At some point, my first wife and I divorced. It was a dark and difficult time, and John let me move in with him. This may seem like a stretch. However, without those comics, we would have never talked again. Those comics gave us some common ground, and now we're lifelong friends. Wow, man. That's that's pretty amazing. That's cool. That's really good, Marvin. Thank you. Uh, Aaron Churchill says, number one, comic book podcast. These are a great way to interact with the community and know you are not alone. Man, high school wasn't fun in the late 80s, early 90s for comic book lovers. (laughs) Especially ones like yours that bring the community to your podcast. I really like the Comic Conspiracy podcast and the Contest of Challengers podcast. I'll check those out. Uh, Number two, the stories and art. Seems blindingly obvious, but at its foundation, that's what we are here for. Uh, Number three, DC Comics having DC Superhero Girls started coming out right as my daughter was born, and she loves them. What a great way to get your child into comics and reading. Also, DC characters were my favorite and still are, so it's the characters I grew up loving. Selfish, but true. Uh, Number four, comic book conventions. Meet the people who bring us so much joy week in and week out. You get to shake their hand and say thank you for the decades of joy or the week of joy, depending on your their career length. <laughs> Either way, how many times in life do you get to thank a person directly that's brought so much joy to you in your child's life? My daughter got to meet, shake hands, and get a picture with Judd Winnick at C2E2 three or four years ago. She loves his Hilo books also came out the year she was born so he's on the same book number as the age of my daughter kind of cool that is kind of cool also my daughter likes jill thompson's the little endless storybook she got a destiny drawn in her book and got to meet and get a picture with jill so incredibly cool also i used jill's kickstarter to commission a picture of my daughter in supergirl's dc Superhero Girl's costume with Streaky the Supercat, uh, a New York Times bestselling author that charges hundreds or thousands of dollars for commissions, did one of my daughter for a hundred bucks because she was a few years behind on her Kickstarter. Thank you, Comic Convention. Thank you to Comic Conventions. Sorry, that was way too long. <laughs> Number five, my best friend in high school, Chris. There was a local shop in Grand Ledge, Michigan called Fantasy Road. This is long since gone. 
this guy two years older than me got my job, got me my job because I was too young. There are some fun tales about him being intimidated by me because I was aggressively jealous at first. Then I found a kindred spirit and a best friend, and we were able to share a passion and love of something very few people understood at the time. See the high school story above. Uh, I was a geeky, introverted kid that desperately needed a friend to connect with. Without comics, I never would have met and connected to my best friend. Man, these are awesome. Yeah, you no guys, kidding. You guys are freaking amazing, making me cry. Um, Mo Walker, uh, who's Dr. Mo on the comic book page Slack and Forums. Uh, number one, Jonathan Hickman's breathing life into the X-Men line, courtesy of House of X and Powers of Ten. Starting to, I'll, I'll get that eventually. Powers of Ten. <laughs> Number two, a new Legion of Superheroes series brought to you by Brian Michael Bendis and company. Number three, Titan Comics handling of the Robotech property. Yeah. Number four, more Boom Studio titles. More Boom Studio titles landing on my pull list. Once in Future, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and The Magicians. Uh, Number five, watching artists like R.B. Silva for Powers of Ten, Jorge Jimenez, for Justice League, Jamal Campbell for Naomi and Far Sector, and Pepe Larraz for House of X, Dan Mora on Once in Future, and Alvaro Martinez for Justice League come into their own to produce produce phenomenal artwork this year. Excellent. Thank you, Mo. Glenn Clark, who's blessed by his LCS. Most people either love or hate their local comic shop, but the fine folks at the Tangled Web in Spartanburg take customer service to the extreme. About six years ago, I had congestive heart failure and was in the hospital for a week. Uh, On new release day, the comic shop owner came to see me with my weekly pull list, plus a few extra trades to keep me occupied and my mind mind off the situation. Sure, I could use a mail order (coughs) service and get books at a better discount, but you won't find customer service like that through the mail. I know you asked for five, but this went a little long, so I'll leave it at just one. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Glenn. That was wonderful. Uh, Paul Keen. I hope, hopefully, he's, hopefully he's doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Keen, sometimes known as Bronze Age Paul. Uh, number one, that I have three almost grown kids who enjoy comics. Maybe not as obsessively as I do, but all of them read them from time to time. Number two, that it's a hobby I can enjoy for the simple pleasures of reading, the fun of collecting, and even in a small way, investing. How many other hobbies can you do that? Number three, the relationships I have built. Store owners and other dealers, fellow fans, etc. I've been able to meet great people in person, but also online and share my enthusiasm for the hobby. That includes great podcasters like you guys where it may only be a one-way relationship, but I still feel like I know you. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Number four, the amazing creativity of comics artists, writers, and other creators. Without them, we'd have no comics, let alone this golden age of movies and TV shows. Everyone who likes comics should agree with this one. Thanks for the opportunity to comment and keep up the great work. Thank you, Paul. That's fantastic. Uh, Professor Allen Number one says, uh, Dr. Doom has his own book. Number two, The Legion is back. Number three, Alterna Comics produces new issues priced at $1.50. Number four, discount back issue bins. There you go, Kyle, Kindred Spirit. 
um, through and number five through podcasting and social media, I've gotten to know bunches of cool people and make friends, some of whom I've even met in real life. Uh, Professor Allen does um, a, a bunch of podcasts on his relatively geeky network, and one of them is the Quarterbin Content uh, Podcast. And he used he used to shop at the same LCS we shopped that had the quarterly uh-huh. quarter bin or the quarterly quarter the, sale. Yeah, quarterly quarter sale. And he misses it because now oh, he, so much. He, he was able to. He he was talking on a podcast about how he was he was able to um, fill the void a little bit with like ha- at like half price books and world's greatest. Mm-hmm. But their now their quarter bins are gone, and so he's worried about having to rebrand his podcast since he can't actually find a quarter quarter bin. And his podcast is called like uh, the quarter bin podcast. So dating himself with that, they don't exist. They, yeah, he's having trouble. He's having trouble keeping up with his brand. So um, yeah, check check out. Um, relatively geeky network and, and all his podcasts they are pretty awesome. Um, John Abel, uh, sends his blessings. Number one, comic podcasts, reading comics uses two sides of my brain and hearing about comics uses the third side. <laughs> I don't know that that's scientifically true, but okay. <laughs> what a buzz. He says, uh, number two, online comic shopping. I'm thankful I can order any comic I want and have it delivered to my door without having to dig through grubby long boxes. How dare you? <laughs> well, wait. Number three, spending hours digging through grubby long boxes. There you go. Okay. What can I say? I actually love it. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Mice LCS, winner of the 2019 Harry Creamer Award for the Canadian the Canadian Award for Outstanding Comic Retailer. Nice. Very cool. And number five, Joelle Jones. More, please. <laughs> Man after my own heart there. Um, that's very cool. And our final blessing comes to us from our very own uh, Jason from Hawaii, Jason Kim. Uh, number one, I thank God for my wife, Dawn, who supports my crazy expensive hobby from mm. buying comics to going to conventions. P.S. We don't talk about how much money I spent at the 2019 <laughs> Amazing Comic Con that had George Perez, Jim Starlin, and Neil Adams. And don't forget the crazy amount of money that you spend sending uh, unsolicited gifts to uh uh, friendly podcasters around the country, um, which is very, he's very nice at that. We always, we always enjoy our Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, for my, for my friendships with you, Drew and Kyle and John Mayo and James um, and Eric from Cowabunga and Lucas and Randy, the Coners of Dragon's Lair, for you, Drew and Kyle and John for letting me contribute to your podcasts. And number four, for we comic book fans live in a time where we have so much comic book TV movies that are really well made and successful, that are loved and, and even criticized. And number five, I thank God I was finally able to meet my favorite artist, George Perez, before he retired. And that is cool, Jason, because you got in right under the wire. I think he was at the last, might have been the last pod, uh, last con he ever went to mm-hmm. before he retired. So, yeah, it was cool. Uh, the, guys, um, you really outdid yourselves. Uh, I want to thank you, listeners, very much. Uh, these were wonderful, um, and you did a really fantastic job. And we are really, really blessed by the comics that we get to hang out with and read and enjoy. It's, this was really fun, and um, thank you guys for for playing along with this. It was this was great. Absolutely. Sometimes we get stuck in the rut of complaining about, you know, Marvel shenanigans or the LCS things we don't like or a price we don't like or books coming out late and things like that. But 
Um, if this industry wasn't a blessing and I didn't enjoy what we do and in, in, in the medium, uh, I wouldn't do it. So it's good to continue to remind ourselves yeah. that uh, there, there's awesome things here that really inspire us each and every day to um, enjoy their creativity and hopefully spin it out into our own cre- creativity as well. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Uh, thank you. Um, before we hop into the FOC, we have a supplemental FOC mailing from Eric from Cowabunga. Um, it's all about the TKO publishing uh, Wave 2. So if you're familiar with TKO from last year, it's a publisher. What they do is they allow you to read read the entire first issue of all their comic line uh, digitally. They provide that to you for free. Um, and then if you if you like it, you can order... Uh, the trade of those comics, or you can order all the individual uh, issues of that comic. They're already done and complete. No delays. You can get them all. But if just your preference, if you like floppies, if you like um, trades. Uh, at least that's how they did it last year. I'm assuming that's how they're doing it again this year. Um, but uh, there's multiple titles in Wave 2. And of course, you can't get these through diamond um you can you can order these directly yourself from tko but you're going to pay full retail but if you're already getting the foc or you want to sign up for the foc which you can find in our show notes um from eric at, at cowabunga comics he can hook you up and get you discounts uh sweet sweet discounts on these tk properties so you can check out tko's books um See if you like them. You can buy some or all of them and uh, have them shipped straight to your your grubby little paws. Um, <laughs> the titles for Wave 2 are uh, Jeff Lemire and Gra- Gabrielle Walta doing Sentient. Um, it's pretty solid. Walta did the vision, and, of course, Jeff Lemire does everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, when an attack kills the adults on a colony ship, the onboard... AI Valerie must help the ship's children survive the perils of space. Can Valerie rise to the task? Sounds good. Uh, number the, the other one, the next one is uh, Pound for Pound, which is by Natalie Chavez, Andy Bellinger, and Daniela Miwa, which is about underground MMA fighter Danny Libra fears nothing except for the reoccurring blackouts that spark memories of a bloody past. When her sister is kidnapped, Danny must shine a light on the darkness in her own mind. But how long can she keep her own demons at bay? Very cool. Uh, We've got The Banks by Roxanne Gay and Ming Doyle on art with Jordi Belair colors. Um, So these are not you know, these are top-notch creators, folks. This is yeah. this is not an upstart publisher. They're just doing it a different way. Um, from New York Times best-selling writer Roxanne Gay and artist Ming Doyle, the the women of the Banks family are the most successful thieves in Chicago. But during the heist of a lifetime, they must band together to avenge a loved one taken too soon. We have Eve of Dis- of Extinction. Uh, I can't read. Who those are? Who those creators are? Uh, the rain brought something, something that changed the man into something inhuman. To rescue their, to rescue their stranded daughter, two mothers must survive the hurricane 
and the horrors it unleashed. Can they work together long enough to save their only child? Uh, I think it says Sal Simon. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know who the creators are, though. You have to look it up. It's even distinction. Um, <laughs> so if any of those sounded good, um, you can check those out at TUKO's website, uh, get a little more in-depth information, or check uh, the, the TKO mailer. Uh, from Cowabunga and, or request that list from Eric at CowabungaComics.com uh, Easy ways to do that. Now let's slide over to the to the Cowabunga FOC. Alright, of course the FOC is your final order cutoff. It's your last opportunity to add a few things to your order that you missed during previews or maybe we have a little bit more information on or sometimes we get FOC exclusive items that you can only get from your FOC. Um, if your LCS does not do an FOC, of course those things are due by Midday on Monday, you can, of course, reach out to Eric at Cowabunga, and he can get you a curated list and also the ability to order from them if your LCS does not do these things and you have to get a hold of these books yourself. Um, he gives you the opportunity to. Um, Eric has a few things he's highlighted from their FOC. First thing being Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy number one. Uh, it's a six-issue series from Dark Horse. Jeff Lemire on that one. Uh, we have Doomsday Clock number 12 of 12. The what? end of Doomsday Clock. No. Finally. Finally, finally. Uh, really cool on the uh, the blank variant edition cover. Uh, it looks like it's a nice blank yellow cover. Uh, very reminiscent. That is very cool. Stuff. That is very cool. We have Lolo Woods number one. Carmen Maria Mercado. Um, J.A.W. Cooper on the... Uh, the art on that one, we have yet another Hill House imprint from DC. Suicide Squad, number one, cardstock variant. Uh, Francisco Martina doing a really, really cool uh, cover on that one with a little bit of Harley, a little bit of Deadshot, a little bit of King Shark all on the same cover. Guess who's going to read that one because it's Tom Taylor. Hey, Tom Taylor, absolutely. Bring on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Also, we have Charles Soule rebooting Star Wars with Star Wars number one. And the cover A is an R.B. Silva cover. And we have Thor number one from Donnie Cates and Olivier Coipel on the cover A for that. Uh, we're rebooting Star Wars? I didn't know that. We went to 75. We're back to one. Why? Well, because... Because. Because it's um, Star Wars. We've got <coughs> the end of the large saga coming. We've got Disney Plus pumping out Mandalorian and things like that. So uh, okay. as well. All right. We'll reboot the comic series as well. We might get we might get people wandering into a comic shop, see a number one, boy like you to pick it up, then a seventy six. Gotcha. Go. All right, that makes sense. Let's dig a little deeper and see what you and I can find and let's start with our dark horse. We have a Harrow County uh, sighting. This is um, the Colin Bunn book that ended, I believe, with issue 35, 36, something like that. It looks like they're coming back for a four-issue miniseries. These are more tales from Harrow County. Um, the artist this time is Naomi Frankwiz. is not the same artist that was on the original uh, it was Tyler Crook, which I loved his stuff. He's still doing the cover, but um, I'll say he's doing the cover B. Yeah, um, but he's not—he's not doing the interiors. It doesn't look like. Um, but I—I hasn't been that long for me because I took took my sweet time uh, trade weighted on the 
on the final volume. So I just finished it like a few months ago. Uh, but I'm I'm ready to jump back in. Sure, why not? Kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have a 10 copy FOC exclusive on that Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy number one. That's your Jeff Lemire cover is your 10 copy FOC exclusive. Pockets get just a little deeper on that. Actually, no, not really. No, there. Yeah. yeah. Anything else in Dark Horse? Let's see what DC has, and we have our third cop or third issue of Basket Full of Heads. Yeah, yeah, and we have the final Tom King, uh, yeah. Batman. So eighty-five is the conclusion to the City of Bane, which has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, that's been. 12, uh, 18 issues? It feels like it. I don't. I I think it's only like nine, but yeah, it feels like it's been going on a long time. Um, and it's it's extra sized, so they let's add a dollar. Um, and Tom King ends this and then moves on to what is it, Batman and Catwoman? Yes. Is that what he's doing? Gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, let's add a dollar, and then if you're getting cardstock, let's add another dollar. So you get oh, so it's six bucks for that Matina cover. Pricey. Of course, Doomsday Clock. We talked about that ending. That is exciting. Yeah. That is so exciting. Now we've got a dollar comic for Flash One Sixty Four. Um, that would be. Uh, it's pretty. It's reprinted. It's a Jeff Johns book. And it's reprinted to coincide with the Flash Volume 11, The Greatest Trick of All. Um, so, yeah, I, I am not a good enough Flash uh, aficionado to know what that means. Oh, the listeners are beating their hair. How do you not know The Greatest Trick of All? I'm sorry, I don't. Nightwing 67. Nightwing's getting a little uh, interesting now. I'm going to read you the solicitor and tell me what you think. Okay. Accepting his destiny as the gray son, Rick Grayson, we're still on the Rick Grayson thing, joins his great-grandfather as the newest talent. He's cleaning up Bloodhaven and restoring order to a city that has been in complete and utter disarray for the past year. But at what cost? When he faces off against a new enemy whose metal tests his metal, everyone's value will be tested. So I like the circling back with the talent stuff. Well, yeah, that's what's been going on last couple. I mean, it's been yeah. Nightwings, but but he's been there, um, and that's kind of a spoiler. That solicit, I guess we uh -huh. know what he, what he does. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't read that, if you haven't read sixty six yet, um, yeah, you can figure out uh, that he he does. I guess go with go with him and go that way. He seems to be accepting things. Yeah. He's still kind of resistant to his. Um, is amnesia and uh it turns out there's some there was some conspiracy with the amnesia and uh you, you, you should you should definitely be reading the last couple of night mm -hmm. i think i think it's getting really good i was gonna say now's the time to jump into that yeah exactly there's that suicide squad looks really good yeah pay the extra dollar for the card stock it's six dollars too what the but, heck but, it's only two ninety nine through Cowabunga, which Correct. is holding the line. Yeah, it's pretty good actually. Now we got through. another Superman giant. Um, what is it? We got another Superman oh, giant, yeah. another Walmart book. So I guess this is um, not the. 
who was it? Um, was it? No, it was Tom King that did the last one, right? Yeah. The last Walmart. And so there must have been another wave. Uh, well, I lost track of the Walmarts after a while. <laughs> I'm guessing that's what this is. I, it also reprints a bunch of other tales, it says. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it must be. It's a 100-page giant, and it's uh, that price. I'm guessing it's, um, the, it's a Walmart reprint. Teen Titans has been good, too. Have mm-hmm. you been reading that? Uh-uh. I dip in every I now and again and check in on uh, Crush, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, the last couple have been really good. So we have Year of the Villains Hell Arise, or Hell Arisen, number one. Uh, back into our, of course, Batman Who Laughs. Really cool. Oh, is that uh, what that is? Ricardo Frederici. Um, cover B or whatnot on that one. DC's Year of the Villains begins its sinister conclusion. All right, down to IDW. Yeah, Ryan Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrier, Ryan Ferrier, um, doing the writing on "I Can Sell You a Body" uh, with art by George Combatis. Um, Are you dead? Danny, Danny Little can help. This disgraced TV psychic can put your soul in a living body for a price. A bad day at the office, however, has just put a bounty on his head, courtesy of a murdered mafioso, leaving Denny forty-eight hours to save his own life. Um, I like Denny. I like Ryan Ferrier's uh, writing, so I'm gonna definitely check that out. There you go. And right end of that from IDW by Livio Ramondelli, with art by Livio Ramondelli as well. We have Kill Lock number one. Each found guilty of uh, of an irredeemable crime, four robots find themselves banished from their home world and bound together by the Kill Lock, a programming link that means if one of them dies. They all will. Now a soldier, an addict, a murderer, and a child find themselves forced to protect each other while in search for a cure to survive. All right, Kyle. Um, we have a video game crossover book. I don't know if it's a real legit video game or not. Uh, Read Only Memories, number one, uh, by Senna Grace. And it's based on the hit game 2064, Read Only Memories. Okay. Does that uh, hit ring any bells with you? I've heard of it, but I'm not I'm not familiar at all with that title. Okay, enter a cyberpunk universe like you've never seen it before. Santa Cruz, California, a beach town just 50 miles from Neo San Francisco. Lexi Rivers, former detective with the Neo San Francisco Police Department, has left the big city lights behind in favor of opening her own agency. Valentine's Day. A time for celebrating love or finding it. When a ro- robot's human lover goes missing, Lexi will be faced with a case unlike any she's tackled yet. One which just might show her that not all is as it seems in this pleasant beachside community. Ah, sounds kind of cool, actually. I kind of like, you know, it uh, sounds a little bit like the fuse where it's like sci-fi background, but you're doing, you're telling maybe detective stories. Mm-hmm. I could get, I could get down with that. Yeah, let's see what's going on with that. Uh, there's also Wellington, number one. Um, this is Aaron Monkey and Delilah Dawson with art by Peter Kowalski and a cover by Robert Hack. Um, um, this is a podcaster, Aaron Monkey, uh, who, who's writing this uh, Supernatural Theory. So we got to throw a little love to a podcaster turned yeah, comic no creator, doubt. right? Yeah. 
Um, but it's about a monster hunter. Uh, and the secret history of the Duke of Wellington begins here. So, um, good luck cover to you. cover reminds me of the uh, first issue of Monstrous. Yeah, I could see that, for sure. See what Marvel has in store for us. What's Marvel doing? Yeah, Image had four books. Uh, that's it. They're not, they're not putting, out, putting much out uh, FOC that week. And then we have Hawkeye Freefall, number one. These books will be coming out January 1st, 2020. Oh, did Eric mention that? Something yeah, about that? Yeah, he said something in the FOC in the original email. This list contains items that were not solicited due for January 1st releases. New series for Marvel include Hawkeye, Star Wars, and Thor. Oh, Kyle. That, yes. That's got a look to it, that Hawkeye. It does. It's Matthew Rosenberg writing it. Eh. Otto Schmidt on the art. That's pretty... I mean, he, I liked his Green Arrow art. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Rosenberg can be okay. I think we should check this out. There you go. When a mysterious and ruthless new Ronin starts tearing in destructive path through the city, suspicion immediately falls on Hawkeye. But Clint has more to worry about than who's wearing his old costume. After a clash with the hood ends badly, Hawkeye gives himself a new mission that will place him in the crosshairs of one of New York's most dangerous villains. Hawkeye's mission and Ronin's secret plans will set them on a collision course that only one of them will walk away from. Fan favorite Clint Barton returns in a brand new series by Matthew Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt. Fractions Hawkeye was almost a blessing on my blessings list. There you go. Yeah. It was close. Here's some Star Wars. Not as many covers as last time. The last number one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at all these Hawkeye freefall covers. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Uh, Alan Davis... And Paul Renault are doing Tarot, number one. An all-new epic adventure teaming the classic Earth's Mightiest Heroes with Marvel's premier non-team by Alan Davis and Paul Renault. A strange and impossible lost memory from his days in World War II draws Neymar the Submariner to his one-time compatriot Cap Captain America. But the two heroes and their respective allies find themselves pulled into a labyrinth of pain, destruction, and madness. Interesting. A lot of covers on on Thor. Good gracious! Yeah, it's our Donny Cates taking over that book. And they're launching it, um, putting a little a little marketing shenanigan behind it. So yeah, um, yeah it'll probably do two hundred thousand. All right. Anything else from Marvel? Uh, nope. Well, let's see what our smaller publishers have for us. Got a second issue of Heartbeat. A second printing of a Heartbeat already. Plus the second issue in an FOC exclusive for Heartbeat 2. Down in uh, Boom, we have Once in Future number 5, the penultimate Once in Future. Another another clause uh, for Christmas. Clause Life and Times of Joe Christmas. So that's probably Dan Moore, right? I would think so. It better be. Can't really do clause without that. Yep. Yep. It is. Grant and Diane. Did you read la the the Christmas one from last year? I believe I did. I think I have it. I still have it on my stack, and I've never read it. Once in future, I'm I'm bummed. It's only a six issue I series. I think could have been a great ongoing. Maybe they'll maybe they'll change their mind. Money shot number three from Vault. I think that is it for me. That is it. Of course, if you want to pick up these things, these are your FOC items. What was? I don't know if that's anything or not much into Action Lab. Action Lab has Super Mom expecting trouble number one. 
Hmm. That looks kind of neat. Super Mom expecting trouble number one from uh, Action Lab. Could be a cool one as well. Seems like a neat little preface there. But, of course, uh, get a hold of your LCS. Make sure you get these comics added if you don't want to have to chase them on the secondary market when they come out. Um, make sure you're also seeing them or reaching out to Cowabunga and uh, get them just mailed directly to you. Do it the easiest of ways. But some really good stuff and neat stuff in this FOC. And uh, a reminder that these books, some of them are coming out first of 2020. Yeah. Uh, let's shift gears and check and see what's happening in the world of hot selling uh, comics on eBay. So our good friends over at Cover Price compile a top 10 of hot books uh, selling on eBay and uh, curate that for us. And number one is something called Marvel's Chillers, Giant Size Chillers, number one. This is a book from 1974. Oh, wow. It is the first appearance of Modred the Mystic. And uh, you can get them for around five bucks. 26 of them sold. Five, six bucks for the raw. 100 bucks for a graded. I don't know why Modred the Mystic is hot. I missed that. You heard anything, Kyle? Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's got to be some kind of... From 1974, that's quite a pull. Yeah. So something's going on. Uh, number two, Marvel Action... Spider-Man number 11, a 1 in 10 variant by by John Boy Myers. 15 of them sold for about 45 bucks a piece. So you probably could have got that for, what, 6, 8? Easy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? That would have been a good flip. It's a John Boy Myers variant for an IDW Spider-Man book. Yeah, it's the first heat we've seen on those IDW versions. Yeah, that's encouraging. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 361, the first appearance of Carnage. Kyle, how many... How many of those did we not buy for a quarter in the quarter bin because there were so many? They were a ton. There were so many. There's millions of these out there, folks. Um, but uh, 22 of them sold this week, and they're selling for 100 bucks raw. Ah, I cannot believe this was in the quarter bin not that long ago. Yeah. And it sold for 100 bucks raw. It's the first appearance of Carnage, and you you could have had it for cheap. Um, Giant Size X-Men number one. Old school book, one thousand one hundred and sixty-five dollars on average for raw, for a raw book. Um, Nineteen of them sold. It's the first appearance of the new X Men and the first appearance of Krakoa. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number twelve comes in at rank five. This is the first appearance of Leo Pardon. Fourteen of them sold for fifteen bucks a piece. Uh, huh, I have that. I have that. I have that somewhere. That's the um, that's the Nick Spencer, or the one before Dan Slot, yeah, Dan Slot. Um, first issue special number five. This is the first appearance of Mark Shaw, the Manhunter. First issue special number five. Uh, Twenty six of them sold for around ten bucks. Um, what year is this thing from? Uh, doesn't say. It looks like a Kirby book. Yeah, it's a it's a Jack Kirby, mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty old. I can't see the I can't see a close up of it to see just how old it is by the price tags. Pretty interesting. Uh, Moon Knight number one comes nineteen seventy five. Thank you. Uh, Moon Knight number one comes in at rank seven. The first Moon Knight Solar Series. It's coming to Disney Plus. People are excited. It's now over $20 for an average raw. 18 of them sold. And you can get a 9-2 for 88 bucks. 
I'm looking at that book right now. It's a beautiful book. Uh, Incredible Hulk 449 is the first appearance of the Thunderbolts. 13 of them sold for around 60 bucks a piece. Uh, graded average is $238 for 9.8. Money to be made there, folks. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited number one, the first appearance of Shriek, who's going to be in the Venom 2 movie. 18 of these sold for 16 bucks a piece. And Morbius number one, the Inhuk Lee variant, 23 of them sold uh, for an average of 43 bucks. It's a ratio variant uh, for Morbius. So those are our top 10. Very cool. And uh, some good hot books there to check out. Yeah, better than the last couple weeks ago. That was kind of weird. So hopefully some stuff moving good. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a look at our our sneak peek, Kyle. Yeah, let's head over to previewsworld.com. Find November 27, 2019. Start where we love to start. Let's start in image. Philadelphia. Rodney Barnes. Shaw, or Jason Sean Alexander. Do we know who that is? Uh, Spawn series artist Jason John Alexander. Oh, okay, okay. And the writer behind such hit shows as Wu-Tang, The American Saga, Marvel's Runaways, and Star's American Gods. Well, another showrunner turned comic person. Yep. I'm getting sick of those people. You need to stay in Hollywood, fool. <laughs> leave, the comic, leave the comics to the podcasters. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Right. Out at me. Let's head on down and see what we can get from Dark Horse. Uh, a little, little weak. A little weak sauce there for me. Okay. IDW? No. Man. Nothing's jumping out. <laughs> DC. Well, I am excited about Basketful of Heads. There you go. And I did read the other um, Hill House, the Dollhouse family. Mm-hmm. That was really good, too. Um, I just must. I it just must be bright in my wheelhouse because uh, I like both of those a lot. Uh, they are pretty fantastic. And you'll be in line for John Constantine's Hellblazer number one, right? You know, maybe. It's your boy um, Cy Spurrier. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's accessible at all, or it's not like issue three hundred one um, of that long run series, you know, we're just. It was going on and on and on for a long time, and you'd be lost if you weren't. All right, so this this is turning me a bit on my head here, Drew. So okay. we have John Constantine, Hellblazer, number one. Uh, it is a black label book. Ah, nice. But it is it does not appear to be prestige format. It does, and it is four dollars. Okay. So we just simply have it as black label with the moniker of age of seventeen plus. So this is a situation where we're simply using Black Label to say this is an adult comic. Okay, so what we're doing is we're shuttering Vertigo and relaunching it as Black Black Label. <coughs> and we're price gouging occasionally. Well, and <laughs> I mean we're we're staying in some of these like we're 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 still in our uh our main titles. We're we're in our our, our superhero books. Yeah. yeah. Supergirl Annual number 2. We got more giants. Swamp Thing giant number two. Yeah, that's, that's got to be one of those. Yeah, it looks just like Walmart's. Walmart's. All right, yeah. down to the Marvels. More twenty ninety nine. We got a Conan twenty ninety nine. I don't know who wanted that, but there it is. Fantastic Four negative zone number one. Mike Carey and Ryan North writing that. 
Punisher 2099. I'll probably check that one out. Who am I kidding? That one seems the most interesting of all of them. As you know, he's going to be he's going to be a, in a bad mood in 2099. <laughs> Scream Curse of Carnage number 1. Scream is the uh the female Carnage. Where's uh remember where was her first appearance? Uh, it was not too long ago. I picked it up. Was it a Donny Cates creation? I think so. And a really cool, she gets her own Scotty Young cover, so that's that's pretty neat. Oh, that is cool. That's it for me. Alright, down to some Dynamites and some other smaller publishers. We talked about Folklords, I remember a little while ago. We got Coming Going to a Second Print. It's that Matt Camp book. Yeah, no cover Matt showing. Matt Smith, yeah, interesting. We've got, um... Storm King Productions Incorporated uh, doing Carpenter Tales Sci-Fi Redhead Number One. This is Dwayne Skarinski, and that's not how to pronounce his name. Dang it! Um, with art by Jason Felix and a cover by Tim Bradstreet about Marnie Young, an executive assistant in San Diego, sweet girl who wouldn't hurt a fly. She's also super lonely. One night, without warning, Marnie has a violent seizure. Co-workers recoil in horror as she rises on the floor. Two days later, she wakes up in a hospital room. As her vision comes into focus, she sees 17 doctors and nurses dead on the floor. Blood spattered everywhere. Soon she discovers the shocking truth. Marnie has become lethal, and everyone who comes within three feet of her dies instantly. That's really going to mess up her dating life if she had one. Is there a cure? Can anyone get close enough to find out? Pretty cool concept. Interesting, yeah. Um, I think we like some stuff that Dwayne Sarinsky Sur- did before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember his his sheet, but uh, I, I know he's done some good stuff. Misplaced number one from Sourcepoint Press. Interesting odd book. First of a four-issue Supernatural mini mystery miniseries. Got uh, Scout Comics' Last Stop. By Trey Walker and Hoyt Silva. Uh, the newest entry in the new non-stop imprint. Where Scott releases a world premiere issue. Followed by the entire story a few months later in one volume. So they're kind of like TKO. Only a little different. Uh, this is about... Uh, time is ticking for the world's last superhero. Disillusioned Lincoln and Adams, a.k.a. Unstoppable. Must make peace with the changing world around him can there truly be a place for him in a world without supers might be good yeah oh my drew yes what are we gonna do here okay do you have a book that's your pick of the week for this one did you you didn't find anything else (coughs) i did not (laughs) well i was did you already talk about ogres uh it's um source source point press yes uh, several little source point books here yeah uh yeah. written by bob sally with uh, art by sean daly and it's a band of marauders called the tajshar it can't be it but um that's what i'm gonna go with tajshar destroy their village a group of young ogres hire an ex- exiled dwarf to help track down these creatures and avenge their kind the Pickering crew is not alone as the dwarf has a prisoner of his own and a horde of savages hunting him down Bob, Sally, and Sean Daly bring us back into their fantasy world and show us the human condition in the harshness of decaying times for all mystical creatures. So it's not a 
it must be a second volume of something mm-hmm. that's yeah, I existed. Yeah, we skimmed through that during FOC. And, yeah. Source Point's also doing Touching Evil, number one, Dan Doherty, writing that one. An attorney is given a curse from a mysterious prisoner that allows her to kill anyone instantly with just a touch of her head. Sounds familiar. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, very, very similar to the other one. Um, did, we, did you already talk about Misplaced? I think I skimmed by that one on accident. Um, no, yeah, I talked po- about that one. Did you? Did you talk about that yep. one? Man, there's a, there's a lot of number ones down here, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what's going to be the one. <coughs> Monster Men, Soul of Beast. What is that? Let me f- shoot. I can't even pop up. Uh, it's American Mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed- Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, that that doesn't do much for me. Nope move my needle either yeah hmm. and then money shot number one going back for second printings including a second print poly bag oh really mm-hmm. let me see that one it doesn't show obviously black bag oh chris burnham's doing the cover mm-hmm. they do show they do show it they blur it yeah. i assume it will not be blurred in the black bag <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So now, now you need now you need a call from me. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. What is your pick of the week? What's the one thing to make sure you pick up this week and uh, save? Because it's going to be the next thing featured on CoverPrice.com. Well, you know, I I like I like Vault's uh, premise, or is it Scout Scout premise um, with Last Stop? Let's mm-hmm. put. You know, if if we can't make any money, you know, doing floppies for four, five, six issues, four, five, six issues, let's just put one out. People like to sample them, and then we'll just work on the trade and then fire that out. So you sample a number one and get that one. You've got you've got the number one value. I, I think I'm gonna go with last stop just because I like the premise and it it might hit. You never know. There you go. I actually think you're going to want to get the uh, Scream Curse of Carnage number one. I think you want to get that little Scotty Young variant. I think it's a really cool cover, and hopefully they do something really neat with Scream. Um, because we've seen all this Carnage heat, so there's got to be something on the back end of that. And, of course, Clay McLeod Chapman writing that one. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that person. Yeah, me either. So. Fantastic. Good stuff here, Drew. So, we're heading into December, and don't forget, this weekend, when you're listening to this, is a, a local comic shop day, I believe, isn't it? Oh, yes. To, uh, as you're listening to this, it is the day that you're listening. Yep. Or if you're listening to it late, uh, you missed it. See if they're putting any of those books out in the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. and pick up one of those um, uh, Walking Dead, Brian K. Vaughn books. Absolutely, absolutely. So we want to thank you guys for listening to Comics for Front and Profit. Thank you for listening to Drew and myself as we venture through comics coming out this coming Wednesday, November the 27th, 2019. If you disagree with any of the books we picked this week, uh, let us know. Send us uh, something via the Facebooks, the uh, Twitters, the Instagrams, and our Gmail account. Be part of the podcast and 
tell us what you think the book of the week should have been on these things. So we want to thank you so much again for Drew and for myself. See ya.